Blog Talk Radio. Alicia Blue is here, fresh from the songwriters round and out with a new song today on Billboard. It's Music Friday Live. From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America, it's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you. But today we're not going to be taking any phone calls. It's a sort of a technical thing. But you can email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and we will read your questions and comments on the air. Well, I want to say hi. Welcome to all of our listeners on the uh, CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates who will be hearing us later tonight. And to the Artistic Echoes and Canal Side Radio Network in the UK who will be hearing us tomorrow, as well as everybody on Blog Talk Radio who's hearing us now. How about that for a spread over time, all right? Uh, if you, uh, like I said, if you have questions or comments, email them today. We're not, we're not going to be able to take any phone calls. Music Friday Live at gmail.com. If you're listening to us in, on a podcast on iTunes or in England or later tonight on another radio station, go ahead and email your questions and comments, and we'll forward them on to the guest. Speaking of the guest. I have known today's guests for almost two years. I first saw her at a SOFAR concert at the west side of L.A., and I knew immediately that this was an artist to follow. Not only is her voice unique, her stories were unusually sharp and personal and pointed. And I learned why when I got to know her a little better. She uses folk traditions to tell modern stories, and she has a lot of modern stories to tell, too. She describes the subjects in her songs as humble characters from the outskirts of the underrepresented people she grew up with. She's determined to give them voice. And in doing so, she has given herself a voice that captivates not only your ears, but your hearts and your mind. She's done just about everything she has to, to support that voice from cleaning houses to waiting tables, to sleeping on couches and taking care of an aging uh, uh, soul singer. But her voice is strong now. She calls herself an outcast with formidable energy, and that energy draws audiences to her poignant tales of not-so-pretty realities and heartbreaking truths, and occasionally love. One of those truths is her own. Her debut single, Incognito, tells a cryptic tale of uh, her experience as a passing Latina and explores race and culture in the process, and we're going to play a little bit of it, but first, here she is, Alicia Blue. Alicia, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hello, thank you for having me. Alicia, I I just saw you live at the Writers Round this weekend, and there were many many talented people on stage with you. But I have to say, your voice really stands out. How did you learn to sing so well? Wow, thank you. Um, well, uh, you know a bit, but um, I was uh, mentored by an aging soul singer. Um, about, I met him 10 years ago and, um, yeah, he, um, had toured with little Richard. And so, uh, Jimi Hendrix was his band leader and he opened for Gladys Knight. So he was a huge influence. Um, and, uh, he, he left, he passed away in 2015 and my career really kind of started getting some shape, um, in 2016. 
Um, and really this year I'm releasing my first like songs I've ever written alone and um, just hearkening back to um, my first love, which was folk. And so I think maybe, maybe that soul influence with um, the folk writing underneath is somehow whatever's coming out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it comes out very well. Um, and actually, Thank you. when I listen to your new song, Incognito, it sounds like you are, well, why don't we just listen to your, um, your, okay. your new song, <laughs> Incognito. Here we go. When I was a girl, all the things that you said, the shade of my skin seemed to make you forget. In your mouth still the truth buried deep inside your head Incognito, this word I came to learn Incognito, it felt just like a curse A special agent undercover, uncovering your sin Incognito And you've been talking about my brother saying things you shouldn't Now I understand that that you were you were the youngest in your family. Um, how many brothers did you have, and, and were they protective? Uh, yes, and I had about I say six. Um, I grew up with my uncles, who were the same ages as my brothers. So I have two older brothers and four uncles that I grew up with. Um, was babysat by my grandmother all the time, and uh, yeah, I was the youngest girl of of all these boys. <laughs> Wow. Well, I asked you that um, because I was listening to the lyrics in that song. And um, in one of the lyrics, you say, talking about my brother saying things you shouldn't be. You say you love me, but I cannot see. If you were taught that equal is equal, it's equal. How can you say those things? Was that a real conversation about your brother? Um, it's generally because each verse says you've been talking about my brother, you've been talking about my mother, and you've been talking about my sister. And obviously, I don't have a blood sister, but um, I grew up um, with all kinds of friends, um, a lot of white friends, and they were, you know, there's great people in every <laughs> culture and um, under uh, educated people in, in every culture. And the I would be at my friend's house and the gardener would be mowing their lawn and they would say things just like ew the gardener and I I would like cringe inside and just tingle and I was so young though I didn't even know what to do and you're there with your friend and you don't even you know when you're seven or five you don't really know what to say because they don't think you're the same thing as the gardener and you know you are and you can't understand why they have a problem with a guy working so hard and backbreaking heat so that's kind of where that comes from okay well you know it seems to me the the old gringo that i am that today being latino in los angeles is, is not an impediment to success um am i wearing cultural blinders or have things changed a lot since 1969 when you learned the hard way not to be a working class latina well i definitely agree with you that it's um not not um, a disservice. I mean, if anything, it's something to be proud of. But 
I will say um, the community that I've kind of been um, walking into, it wasn't, um, there were not a lot of Latinos, and I was petrified to walk into it. Um, and I, I was petrified just because, although I may have looked like them, uh, inside I thought differently. Um, you know, there's just kind of a warmer cadence to the, to the way, you know, like you walk into my grandma's house and you get a hug and a kiss and, you know, the, the, the world out there isn't that warm. And so um, everything's been kind of petrifying because I come from that kind of tender, nostalgic world, although no one thinks that when they look at me. So, I've, yeah, so I think you're not wearing blinders, but I still think it's hard. Um, you know, I, I had a conversation with someone on my team the other day saying, like, it's surprising, and he's actually from Venezuela, and he was saying it's so surprising how little um, Latinos I see in these events that are getting put on around town, um, the li- how little crossover. So it's been, in a way, really cool to, to walk over the bridge and, like, find out you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I, I knew you for a while before I knew you were Latina. I think we're, we were having a conversation about uh, Latino fusion music. Um you right. were incognito, but you're not incognito anymore, are you? I guess not. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, you know, there's um, uh, another song on this album uh, on uh, of yours that um, I that really kind of struck home with me, and uh, and I want to play a little bit of it. This is "Come On Home." Won't you come on home? Everybody's wondering where you're looking. about your your sharp lyrics and uh, in there you've got you know the brick in my heart don't fit inside this town I leave it and I let the city toss me around gave my love to a boy who dug my weaknesses out my weakness out left me stranded with my cracks on a boat that was sinking fast yes I was going down fast well you seem to fit <laughs> in this town now pretty well and I, I so I, I don't think you sank uh, but you do sing in Thank that song you. later. <laughs> you you do sing later that you got busted open and cleaned out. What was that all yeah. about? Well, um, so the come on home is kind of a conversation. Uh, my my grandma, um, they live in the suburbs of L.A. And when I moved to the city, it was like I was moving to China. They just freaked out. And uh, 
you know, no one was an artist and what we come from super working class, you know, my grandparents were poor. So, uh, long story short, I, um, there was always this, like, when are you coming back? And like, we don't really understand what you're doing conversation. So that come on home is them, right? Like talking to me. And, uh, so of course, like I have no idea what to do in the city. I'm all by myself. So I, you know, I had a crazy relationship with a guy 10 years younger than me. Um, the soul singer mentor, I like slept on his floor for four years. Um, he died. And so those are just kind of references to like the heartache. Um, but like highly, um, powerful learning characters that, um, cleaned me out. I mean, yeah, you know, my ex, my ex broke out with me because I was 10 years older than him. So it was like, (laughs) I was thinking, you know, I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing? I started music so late, but I like somehow found a way to, to flip it, I guess. (laughs) Wow. Well, all I could say is it makes for great lyrics. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That's like all I could do is write a good song with these experiences. Oh, you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you 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 sing in there that um, who who you just mentioned that a dying man left a warning for the time and the life you had left. What was the warning, yeah. and was he right? Uh, yeah. Um. So he uh, had a stroke at 29. He was the one that was he was being produced by Barry White, and he had a stroke at 29. Wow. And he was doing like heroin in the sixties. And so when I met him, he was like 65, you know, and died by 70. And it was like, you, you know, I, I was like, could you teach me how to sing? I didn't know anything about music. I didn't even know what a key meant, a tempo. And I was, yeah. you know, 25 and he's like, yeah, if I teach you, you got to go all the way, but you can't, you can't screw up like me, you know, like you can party later, just like do the work. And so, I just woke up, you know, it was like, Hey, you have a chance to, to live your life, like the thing in your heart. And he, and then he died. So it was like, he reminded me of how, how uh, wow. transient this life is. Yeah. Wow. So uh, it sounds like that uh, your songs are cathartic and uh, that's one of the reasons <laughs> why you, you, you preserve so well in LA is very tough music environment. Um, mm, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me remind our audience that we are talking with Alicia Blue Gutierrez, and you can email her. No phone calls today. We got some technical problems, but uh, we do have some emails. People have been emailing, so why don't we uh, get to some of those emails? Um, this is from Rialto, and Rialto is in LA, and uh, <laughs> Rialto wants to know. And I kind of want to know this too. I've never asked you: Is your real middle name Blue, or is that a stage name? My, um, well, you're just calling me out. <laughs> my, I was born Alicia Gutierrez, um, and blue came from, uh, I used to go by Alicia G and there was already like a bunch of Alicia G. So it was causing problems. So I wanted to just switch it up completely. Um, so yeah, I picked blue mostly because I was, well, not was my favorite records are Blue by Joni Mitchell and then Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. And blue was always my favorite color. So I just thought it was a nice fit. <laughs> All right. Well, Rialto, you called her out. And thank you for asking the question that I never got around to asking. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Trina in Atlanta once uh, says, uh, from what I've heard a little bit, your songs are sad. If your life turn suddenly really happy would your songs change 
It's funny. I was just um, talking to Patrick right before we went on the air about this. Um, uh, I uh, am writing some uh, happy tunes, um, more so because I guess I figured out, like, everything's going to be all right. Um, And it's not like hard things ever go away. But, um, yeah, I think uh, certainly the answer is yes. I have some energetic tunes uh, coming out. Uh, soon, actually, after this album drops. So. Okay, you are working on another album, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So this this yeah. one will be out completely by May, and then I'll be releasing more right after that. Yay! Okay, well, come let us know, and we'll have you back on, and we'll play some of those Perfect. songs. Okay. Um, I can't Rachel wait. M in New York City says, "Do you ever play with a band? Do you have a band?" I do. I'm playing with the band tonight um, for the for actually I have a single release show for Magma, which um, didn't uh, we, we I didn't tell Patrick uh, to I didn't send him the lyrics, but uh, that that will be happening tonight with the band. So, yes, I play solo and with the band. Okay, well, actually, I do have Magma. I have listened to it, but I'm being a good boy, and I'm not playing it because I know you're I previewing know. <laughs> it today on Billboard. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, I know. But everybody is, should, I didn't want to. Yeah, no, I understand. But everybody listening needs to go get Magma. All right, we'll talk about that a little Magma later. Magma is show. out. Yeah, and it's out everywhere, so it's no okay. Um Celeste in San Antonio um, wants to know, what's harder being a woman in music or being a Latina in music? Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. I think I, I would say in my past, um, being a woman in music has been the problem more talked about because there's obviously more, there's going to be more of a majority of all kinds of women in the music business, right? The talking and saying, Hey, look out for this. This is, you know, more of a support system being a woman, although certainly it's hard, but I feel like these uh, lessons are kind of being played on repeat. So we've got like a grip on it, but being Latina is newer. So I think that's like more, it's murkier. You know, the waters are much more murky and I felt so alone in that um, Mm -hmm. versus the womanhood thing. So, yeah. Well, of course, you're not alone anymore in that, right? Exactly, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to circle back around to the conversation about being incognito, in, in this case, incognito to the Latino community. And I want to play a little of Uncle Juan Wastes Stardust, which I believe is about your brother. Let's listen to it a little bit here. Yes, his head is on backwards for many a good reason now. From outside convinced he should not be proud Of the land from where he came So he tries his best to change But he cannot be blamed Then he wastes his stardust For how long we don't know Yes, he wastes his stardust He didn't
like hush and be quiet and get in line so that you can eat. And even though I didn't want her food, it was still this fear and survival mechanism put in me. So it was like, please, 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 please. Um, the, and again, higher class, which was white to have a job, you know? So that was just, it was a fact, like do whatever you have to do. And then at certain point, it's like now my generation comes me and my brothers. And it's like, it turns out, you know, you're not assimilating, uh, because you need to eat, you're assimilating because you just want to be accepted. So I don't know if that answers mm. your question. Mm. But, you know, um, it is uh, a hallmark of being young. And I, by young, I mean high school and younger of wanting mm-hmm. to be accepted. It's sort of the primary drive in your life at that point. Oh, of um, course. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and like ours, just the pinnacle was, was race. That's like where it came to. And so I think I just, I had this like resentment of like, why can't I be proud of, you know, I was never told that like, Hey, this is awesome that you're this, you know, you should love, this is beautiful. Oh my gosh. No, like Uh my grandfather was like spankle for speaking Spanish. So it was bad. We had shame for being who we were, you know, so. And something tells me you did not have a quinceanera. I did not. Nope. <laughs> no, well, there's still time. I didn't. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm going to have my own party. <laughs> uh, about a month ago, or maybe about three weeks ago, there was a um, an event at the Dorothy Chandler uh, Pavilion called the, the, the Quinceanera Reimagined. I don't know if you, do you know about it. Mm, no. Uh, well, the... The talent, it was, it was a concert, inside uh, a concert. Um, the oh, talent was Alice Bag. You know Alice Bag. Oh, one yeah. One of the early punk rockers and Nancy Sanchez. And uh, awesome. people came dressed up, but uh, there was a, um, an indoor car wash in which uh, people could kind of get cleansed of their ideas about quinceaneras. And there was a lot oh, of very God. funny things uh, uh it, it, it took a new look at the, the quinceanera. It's it's uh, not quite a coming out party any longer. All right, we have yeah. um, we have time for one more song, um, and this time I want to play a love song uh, and a song in Spanish. Okay, this is uh, for <laughs> un amor. <laughs>
Accents in it. Italian? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like the, well, it's probably just my, I mean, I'm not fluent perfectly in Spanish, so it's probably my, you know, terrible accent, but. <laughs> oh, I don't that's know. That's so funny. Uh, well, no, I was How thinking of, of some of the, the, uh, the musical accents in it, uh, particularly the. Oh, um, oh, oh. Well, so I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you've heard the Linda Ronstadt version, but that's the ver- we did a cover of the Linda Ronstadt version. She didn't uh, write the song, but um, the arrangement is like obviously with full mariachi band and beautiful violin string section. And so we, so I mean, my sound is pretty like folk kind of a little bit, yeah. some like country tinges. And uh-huh. so Eduardo Rivera, who produced the record, he um, we decided to like take the string arrangements and do slide guitar and make it a little like a little honky tonk vibe, a little dust bowl vibe, okay. uh, just to make okay. it our own. Yeah. Okay. Well, well you did. Uh, uh, was it easy for you to uh, write and sing that song in Spanish? Well, I didn't write it, so that yeah, song I'm sorry is a cover. to sing it in Spanish. Yeah. yeah. The cover. It was. Um, that's those. So that influenced my dad. Grew up. I listened to ranchero music growing up, even though I never really learned Spanish completely. Um, I uh, sang those songs like since I, I they were in my ears. That's like the most canciones de mi padre by Linda Ronstadt yeah. was like literally on every day in my household. So uh, that was okay. really a, a very easy. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, well, it's, it's easy to listen to, too. Now, you mentioned earlier uh, that, that you're working on an album that's going to be out in May. Are there going to be more Spanish songs in that album? Um, No, no. So um, it's just seven songs, which actually you have um, a preview of. I don't know if you've heard it all, but I'll send you the link. But um, it's seven songs. It's small. It was supposed to just be an EP. Um, no, that is the only one in Spanish. Okay. All right. Sure. Um, and actually, I, I I have been listening to them. I didn't realize you were going to put them all in the the, the same package there. Well, before we yeah, go, because we are be, getting yeah. close on time, uh, before we go, we need to remind people that your song Magma is released now, um, yes. and you you are going to be appearing live tonight. Uh, so tell us about a little bit about yes. the song and where people can find it, and tell us where you're going to be tonight. Yeah, um, of song which is um, inside of the Regent actually. The Regent has a sold-out show with the Marias tonight, so I'm just Ooh. next door. So if you happen to um, get there early or for some reason uh, <laughs> walk next door, I'll be at the Love Song. Um, and uh, you can listen to Magma on Spotify, on iTunes. It's everywhere. Uh, SoundCloud, any any streaming uh, device you prefer. Okay. And you have a song. You're going to be uh, playing live next weekend too, aren't you? Um, I am. I have um, for Yay LA Magazine. Um, it's their relaunch, um, and I believe that will be in downtown. And it'll all okay. be on my. All the details will be on my um, Instagram. 
Okay. Well, before you go, uh, I've, I've got a whole bunch of emails here asking uh, for a little bit more of Uncle Juan. Apparently, I'm not the only one who thinks it's wonderful. So we're going to play a little <laughs> bit, uh, a little bit more of Uncle Juan. Sure. Yes, his head is on backwards for many a good reason now. Forces from outside convince he should not be proud of the land from where he came. So he tries his best to change, but he cannot be blamed. Then he wastes his stardust for how long we don't know. Yes, he wastes his stardust, he didn't go, and his energy runs low. Cause he wastes his stardust, he didn't go. Yes, he walks and he talks and he loves things he does not know. Okay, for all you people who, uh, emailed in and wanted to hear some more of Uncle Juan. You should actually stream Uncle Juan. Um, where, where, where would you send people to get your music, Alicia? Um, you guys, I would say Spotify would be the easiest way, but um, it's also on SoundCloud, iTunes, um, and the album, the whole album, including Uncle Juan, will be out in May, early May. In, in early May. Okay. Well, everybody who yeah. who emailed in and asked for it, go to Spotify, put it on your playlist, subscribe to Alicia, and uh, you'll be be glad you did. And Alicia, thank you so much for taking the thank time to you. talk with us today. You are a lot of fun. It's an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much, Patrick. Alicia Blue, follow her at www.aliciablue.com and also follow her Instagram page. There's some great stuff there. If you're in L.A., catch her show tonight or next weekend and tell her you heard her talking on Music Friday Live. And speaking of Music Friday Live, that's what you've been listening to, Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the CyberStationUSA.com network the Blog Talk Radio Network and our radio affiliates and also in England on Canal Side Radio. Like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter feeds and get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer, Lars Christensen, program director and engineer, Jason Bartleben, our intern. Well, our intern has her own radio show now, so she's not an intern any longer. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com, or you can get us as podcasts on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be talking to uh, Ramakega. All three of them will be on the air with us. Check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on all the guests. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. This is Music Friday Live. Have a great musical weekend. Hey, babe, why don't you come on home? The kitchen is stuffed and dinner is done. Hey, babe, won't you come on home? Everybody's wondering where you're looking.
fire in my heart, don't fit inside this town. I leave it and I let the city toss me around. Gave my love to a boy who dug my weakness out and left me stranded with my cracks on a boat. They were sinking fast. Yes, I was going down fast. I took the love from a dying man whose time was past. He sent a warning for the time and the life I had left. And oh, 